When confronted with imperious conceit, fighting the good fight is not only the right thing to do, it can be a heck of a lot of fun. And who has more fun than us? Who has more fun than us? And then he's just got this kind of goofy smile on his face. You know, the Jack Edwards, this is just, just in the interest of, of disclosure, right? And everyone knows Jack mm-hmm. Edwards. I mean, it's ridiculous what a homer he is. But I don't know how common this is. Jack Edwards got a Stanley Cup ring when the Bruins won the Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, I heard that, yeah. That's, that's pretty crazy. That's... I, don't, I don't think that normally happens. Did, did... No, I don't think so. Does, if the Habs win a cup, does Pierre Hood get a ring? Uh, no. I, there's something there's something a little weird about that. And, and I think it tells you a lot. It tells you a lot about the media culture in Boston. Jack Edwards brought to you by Norfolk Power Equipment and 495 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. I had the opportunity to see Dave O'Brien's Red Sox World Series ring uh, when he got it on opening day. Well, it tells day. you about the, culture, the media culture in Boston, Beautiful doesn't ring. it? Hello, Jack. How What's are up, you? Jack? What say you? You know, that, that little bit of brilliance from TSN radio is is some of the greatest incomplete reasoning I've heard since junior high school. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I hope that guy has a real good time in his third try at seventh grade next fall. <laughs> Break it down you know, for the, Break it down, Jack. Thing, the other the other funny thing is that, is that since TSN is a rights holder to the National Hockey League, it has access to the NHL media guide. And my cell phone number is in that media guide. I'm going to give you guys a guess as to how many emails, messages, or phone calls I got from TSN to discuss that issue before they decided to try to beat on my on my character. How how many do you think? Uh, I'm going to guess with zero. I'm going to go with zero. You're right, Michael. <laughs> Absolutely right. I get to move on to the eighth grade now. Unlike those guys. <laughs> Thank you. But no, it's it's not unusual for a, a media guy uh, to uh, somebody who is covering the team. It's not unusual for that guy to to get a ring when the team wins, is it? Look, you know, here here's the thing. I I was so thrilled that uh, when when uh, producer Brian Zicello told me we were actually covering the New England Region uh, tournament for the Little League World Series in August of 2011, uh, he told me that we were we were actually going to be offered rings by the Jacobs family. It was a personal gift from the Jacobs family to uh, not just me, but actually everyone who worked for Nessun in 2011. I mean, we're talking about dozens and dozens of rings. Sean McGrail, had a, who's the, the CEO of Nessun, had a, uh, a ceremony in the cafeteria where he, he gave away these stacks of box rings to people, and it was, uh, it was emotional, it was tremendous, it was exciting. And it was a gift from the Jacobs family, and uh, I cherish it. It is a, an incredible memento of, of inclusion, um, and it, it, it means so much to me on so many different levels. And, and I'll tell you what, the best part of having that championship ring is that when I'm in a secure area um, and a, a, a fan uh, comes up and, and, you know, for whatever deluded reason wants to have his or her picture taken with me i i hundreds of times have taken it off my finger and put it on that fan's finger and and the looks on their faces um say it all it is it's the greatest thing in the world to be able to share and uh it is the the sharing generosity of the jacobs family that enables me to do that and i I will be forever grateful for that and i i have news for the guys at tsn i I mean i was I wasn't joking. I did get the opportunity to see Dave O'Brien's Red Sox World Series ring. 
pretty commonplace. Gil Santos has three Super Bowl rings. Mike Gorman has, you know, Celtics championship rings. Sean Grandy has Celtics championship rings. Well, it's it's commonplace when you work for the organization. I think it's very unusual in Jack's case when you actually work for Nesson. No, nope. Dave O'Brien doesn't work for the Red Sox. Uh, Gil Santos didn't work for the Patriots. Yeah, Mike Gorman doesn't work for the Celtics. I mean, I know that. Uh, yeah, and you know, you know actually, Mike, my, my contract is with Nesson, and and the Red Sox own eighty percent of Nesson. Yes, the Bruins own twenty percent of Nesson, but. Um, you know, I, and and I'm sure the, if the Bruins wanted me off the air, they could take me off the air. But um, you know, it's, to me, <laughs> you know, I'm 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 totally open to the debate there. You know, no, I totally think I think it's a debate. great it, tribute it, it, to you, know, Jack. I think you know because, like I said, I, I worked for the Dodgers and Fox last year. Had the Dodgers won a World Series, I would have expected a ring. Knowing that I worked for the Dodger organization, I would if I had I only worked for Fox, I would not have expected a ring at all. I think it's a a great tribute to who you are and what you've meant to the organization, even outside, uh, you, you know, technically working for Nesson and not the Bruins. That's that's a great thing to have happen. You know, Jack, all this talk about rings, uh, Psycho. What he's not telling you is that he's uh, he's scared. He thinks the series is over and that Montreal is going to sweep. No, oh, after after last night, what what was your take on last night? Encouraging for the Bruins, discouraging. I'm mean, talking about big picture. I know the result was a loss, but big picture. What did you see? Yeah, I, I hope you save enough time for me for the bigger big picture today, because I, you know, I've been listening to the show and I got a lot to say here. But uh, as far as the hockey game is concerned, it was a great hockey game. You know, Montreal played a tremendous uh, first game on the road uh, game of a series. Uh, just clearly, the Canadians did not have their A++ game. Uh, they looked a little rusty at times. Their timing wasn't right, as uh, Michelle Therrien referred to in his post-game press conference. Um, I don't have a problem with uh, either of the last two penalties. I thought uh, that we exaggerated a little bit on the, uh, on the tripping call early, but uh, you know what? You, you live with that. Um, it was, uh, the referees were not the difference in the game. The difference in the game was Terry Price was flipping awesome. I mean, he made some absolutely sick saves, and let's not talk about puck luck because um, that's part of it. You know, he, he put himself in position to make enough saves, and he, he made enough saves uh, just on merit that uh, he was easily, for me, the first star of the game. Um, uh, Subban is a weapon. He's been a weapon for a long time. Uh, if you remember the reason that Nathan Horton was such a hero uh, in overtime in Game 7 in 2011, it was only in overtime because Subban had scored on a laser beam one-timer. I mean, this guy's got world-class talent. The question always has been with him if he can only harness that talent and, and, and keep from doing silly things on the ice, and he's gotten a lot better at that in the last couple of years, um, which sort of brings us to the bigger big picture, right? And, you know, I, I heard you earlier, Michael, talking about, you know, what do you, what do, you do and, and, and Dale and – and Steve, and I know you're all on the same page with this, you know, what do you do when you get somebody who's full of hatred and has only 25 followers and, and throws something like that out there? And, you know, my answer to that is, is no matter how small, never turn your back on bad behavior because it will not correct itself. And we've got to face it. There are people who feel that they've found safe haven within the combined context of anonymous social media and a beloved hockey team in a town that unfortunately has a history of racial tension. And those people have exploited an opportunity to express their hatred. And, you know, we're all these people from Boston. 
Absolutely not. All from New England? No. But the Bruins are a team that now has truly an international following. It's not limited to having fans that reside in its home city or its home region. And one of the problems of that kind of popularity is that within the mass, there are cracks in the woodwork where hooligans find space to operate. And the better the team fares, the more the following grows, the more the hooligan element can attempt to exist as hard to remove. You know, these people are as hard to remove as taking salt out of a sea. And all we can do is reject unequivocally the hatred that is abhorrent, unacceptable, and has connection neither to the spirit nor the actions of the Bruins. And, you know, the last time this scum slick appeared on the surface was uh, in the minutes after another playoff overtime goal was scored by a black player, Joel Ward, at the Washington Caps in 2012. It ended the Bruins' reign as Stanley Cup champions. And as, as we pointed out on this program, you'll remember this, Michael. I do. Back yep. then, the next official act of the Bruins following the end of that 2012 season was one of those delicious moments that only happens in sport because the next official act of the Boston Bruins was the team making its first round selection at the entry draft, and the team selected Malcolm Subban. Not because he was black, but because he was a brilliant talent who unexpectedly was available at number 24 overall. And, you know, I can tell you as someone who has a lot of first-person contact with people who follow the Boston Bruins, and I am speaking not as a spokesman for the team, but completely as an individual here. My feeling is this. Anyone expressing those feelings is not a Bruins fan and not a hockey fan. And whoever does that has a significant problem. I will condemn them, I will forget them, and I will move on. And that's all I can do as an individual. If the Bruins were to be able to put together an effort tomorrow like what you saw last night, would you like their chances to win again? Yeah, absolutely. If the Bruins play this way seven times, and I do think it's going to take seven times, I think they're going to win four. And this is going to be an unbelievable series. These two teams are the best two teams in hockey over the last month, month and a half. You know, I think Montreal went something like 15-3-1 and down the stretch, and then they swept Tampa Bay in the first round. You know, the Bruins had a, a pretty similar record. I think they only lost four in regulation, and that includes mailing one in when they had seven AHL players playing for them so they could rest guys. Um, this, these are two really, really excellent teams. Um, they don't like each other, but it's a good kind of, you know, hockey hate, if you will. And, uh, I, you know, I, I look for another six of these. It's going to test our hearts, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's wonderful. I, I, you know, and this is, this is the very reason that I, I whine about the NHL schedule matrix because every time the Bruins play the Canadiens, because of the playoff history, it makes those regular season meetings something that is truly phenomenal and something that, that grows the hockey base. You know, all those extra added games between San Jose and Florida and between Carolina and Phoenix because of the balancing of the schedule completely work counter to that. You're going to get way more fans by having the Bruins meet Montreal six times a season as a a division rival than you are by spreading the schedule out so that everybody plays in everybody else's building at least once a year. Of course, we're talking to the great Jack Edwards of Nesson. And, Jack, uh, the big question today has been this. Why does Tuukka Rask 
have trouble against Montreal. Is it just a coincidence? Is it something that Montreal is doing that Tuca is having a hard time picking up? What's your guess? All right. Excellent question. Excellent subject because this speaks to the bigger picture. And it's not to say that Tim Thomas didn't deserve his two Vezina Trophy uh, awards, but the Bruins have led the NHL in save percentage for four of the last six years. And one of those other years, they finished second. The reasons for that are not just that they've had great goalies, which they have had. The reason is also because they have a system that protects the house and they have the greatest shutdown defenseman of this age in Zdeno Chara, who's playing about half the game. The Montreal Canadiens, as Brick pointed out so expertly pregame and postgame last night in our coverage, is that the, the Canadiens will just toss the puck in front of the goal and beat the Bruins in that three steps of quickness rather than speed. The Bruins' team speed matches Montreal. Their quickness is not a match for Montreal because Montreal has those smaller, super-quick forwards who can dart into the seams. Think about it last night. About a half a dozen times and one time resulted in a goal. The Canadians just threw the puck at the net and then just tried to get underneath the Bruins' defenseman, and Boston was chasing the puck around. You go back and you look at so many of the goals scored against Tuukka Rask by the Montreal Canadiens, so many of them have been from those kinds of situations. That's the matchup, the part of the matchup that the Canadiens are going to try to exploit. This is not a Tuukka Rask problem. This is a personnel and matchup problem, and the Bruins certainly are going to try to compensate for that. And I, I have very few doubts that they will compensate for that and that this will be an absolutely heart-stopping long series. But don't globalize off of off of a uh, statistical pattern that says that, that Tuukka Rask can't beat the Canadiens because he most certainly can beat the Montreal Canadiens. Jack Edwards will be part of the uh, pregame show on Nesson, not Nesson Plus, on Nesson tomorrow beginning at 1130 with Andy Brickley, Jamie Erdahl, uh, Jameson Coyle, uh, Barry Peterson, myself. We'll all be there at 1130 tomorrow. 60 ah, breaking minutes. out the big guns, huh? 60 minutes of pregame. We'll be on the air the minute the game ends with uh, at least 60 minutes of postgame coverage. Jack, I'll see you at the rink. Dale, thanks so much for letting me vent. It's so much nicer to be able to uh, to fill out my views rather than express them in 140 characters or less. <laughs> <laughs> Talk All to right, you tomorrow. Jack. Okay, see ya. Jack Edwards brought to you by Norfolk Power Equipment and 495 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. He had stuff he wanted to say, and we let He's him have a chance. He's good at saying it. I was going to say, he said it poetically, he said it very well. It was perfect. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. The AT&T text line is 37937. It's Dale and Holly and Steve Lyons here on Sports Radio WEEI.